0: Greetings, and welcome to Loaded Card Gaming's coverage of E3, Ubisoft Edition.
1: Ah! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it is E3 coverage. We're on Ubisoft. I'm Paul. He's staying. Let's fucking do this. Damn right. Okay. Um, with Ubisoft, they did not listen to Devolver Digital and did the usual <laughs> nightmare of nothing. Cause I actually watched this back to back with Devolver Digital. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll just watch this. Oh, everything that Devolver Digital did, Ubisoft did in the fucking beginning. Yeah, they're, they're okay. for real.
0: However, um, I will say the opening of Ubisoft's conference was probably <laughs> the biggest fan service i've ever seen at e3 <laughs> mm-hmm. so much like well first of all you know the just the, the head of of ubisoft is out there which is you know Deep's, it's whatever
1: his it last name though yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah he he's out there not not anything out of the ordinary and just then and then he's like i would like to invite a special friend to come join me up here on the stage and out walks shigeru miyamoto
1: the man, the myth, the legend, the creator of Mario, Shigeru Miyamoto, with
0: a out. weird, almost Mega Man looking gun thing bill? on
1: his arm. He, it was a bullet bill. Oh, was it the bullet? Yeah. Okay. And, <laughs> and um, Eves had the rabbit uh, gun on his arm. Yeah. But they, so they
0: come out to announce this new game. And you made a, an interesting comment in this, which was like, that you feel like. Miyamoto has a pretty good grasp on English. He just may not be comfortable talking at conferences.
1: Yeah. So the way the way I saw it is like he spoke very well in English. Like he he greeted Eves and spoke to him in English in a few sentences. And I was like, I can understand him. That's I don't have a problem with this. But I feel like he's not comfortable doing so in front of a crowd. And I feel like that's I mean. You had a great observation, but I I just cause he was talking to Eve's and Eve's was talking to him in English and Miyamoto was responding in Japanese because he yeah. clearly understood what Eve was saying.
0: Well, part of it could also be that it was scripted.
1: It's possible. And that he but, knew he
0: knew what Eve's was saying because it was scripted. <laughs> but I mean you know what, they are really old friends, so they probably do have a common language they can speak in, and it's probably English. Yeah, because Eves mainly strange. just because i've never heard shigeru miyamoto speak french even though yeah. it is apparently an incredibly popular language in japan that's strange. which is really weird
1: but yeah Eves, Eves was, is clearly french he has a very very heavy french accent he speaks to miyamoto in in english that is heavily accented and miyamoto is just okay he just responds like as if it's it's nothing like, I'm pretty sure that this man has a very comprehensive understanding of English. And his translator was translating his Japanese into English for Eves and responding accordingly. And just yeah. the conversation flowed very well, even yes. though it was a a, a three-person conversation but right. only two people were talking. And
0: it, and it might have been part of, like, Nintendo has this thing that they do at a lot of their stuff, especially at the Treehouse stuff, where they have English and Japanese for everything like everything gets repeated twice it was a big complaint we had last year oh yeah um and this might be the same thing where they they're trying to give the same in the same press conference addressing both their Japanese fans and their English native fans maybe it's possible i but, don't know
1: but this this also wasn't a nintendo conference yes yeah cuz it was it was ubisoft so i don't think that that's the case but, but. it's it's very it's still plausible
0: But this game is still kind of Nintendo's baby, even though it's an Ubisoft thing.
1: Yeah. So, to debut it, it's it's actually, this whole thing was introducing Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Which, if I'm, can I just be frank here? It's literally just XCOM with Mario and Rabbids.
0: Yes. Well, it's also Final Fantasy Tactics with Mario and Rabbids. But, I mean, it's, it's a tactical RPG with Mario and the Rabbids.
1: I wouldn't call it Final Fantasy Tactics though, because Tactics is tile-based. This is
0: essentially tile-based. It's essentially tile-based.
1: Let's just move on. <laughs> we'll, we'll disagree about this later. Yeah,
0: it doesn't matter. They have a limited movement range. Like it, it's a, they're both tactical RPGs. They called it a turn-based tactical adventure game. Um, it's an RPG. Yeah, but it is an RPG. Um, it looks really fun. Like I will, I will flat out right now say this is the first game that they have shown that is a Nintendo Switch exclusive that has made me want to buy a Switch.
1: At E3, did you have any interest in Zelda?
0: Yes, but it did not make me want to buy a Switch. It was just like, eh, that game looks kind of fun. It's an interesting concept. But this game is like, I actually really want to play this. And the only place I can play it is on the Nintendo Switch. I might be getting a Nintendo Switch.
1: That's fair. If they're
0: not like $500 on fucking Amazon right now through third-party sellers.
1: <laughs> they they have said at, at, right before E3 that they have put out a second wave of switches that they will be in stores soon. So I assume that they want to prepare for E3. So we'll see.
0: I doubt it. <laughs>
1: we'll see. Anyway, yeah. uh, it'll be out in August 29th. And that's really all there uh, there is to talk about. Like the rabbits invade the mushroom kingdom, and some of them become Mario's friends. Some of them become his enemies, and yeah, you fight them. That's really it. Yeah, that's all there so
0: far. There has been a ton of game footage that has leaked because of people reviewing it at E3 and playing it at E3. Yeah, and I, a bit of it too. I've seen video i haven't watched the video but i've seen that there are videos that go all the way through the first boss fight and they're like half an hour ish long uh so i mean there's definitely footage out there and you can definitely learn more one of the really cool things that they showed was uh there's basically like two different levels of movement like you can move to a certain place and then if you move a second character if you move you know if you move Luigi to over to Mario, Mario can launch Luigi like twice his normal movement range. Mm-hmm. So he can move all the way over there and then get a second layer of movement range. And then they all have ranged weapons anyway. They're all like shooting stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah. They, the blaster cannons that Miyamoto and Eves were wearing were there for a reason. Their main yeah. weapons in Kingdom Battle. Yeah.
0: Um, the other cool thing is it just like... I love the rabid sense of humor, like just like the the full-on parody. Like there is this really great moment in the trailer when like the rabid Princess Peach is giving the real Princess Peach like the stink, stink eye, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and it's totally no words spoken. Like the rabbits basically their only word they have is da. Yeah, and uh, they
1: gibber, That's about it. Yeah, they make, they make weird noises. Yeah,
0: similar to minions, but with less actual words. <laughs>
1: and you know, they're more charming.
0: Yeah, um, but yeah, like they get all this communication across just through like body language and facial expressions, which is really impressive for a cartoony video game. And I also I w- love the idea that the uh, Princess Peach rabbit like takes selfies all the time.
1: <laughs> I, w- I will say that we both have a similar thing in our notes. Uh, you've got everyone follows around a Roomba, and my question was, why is Mario following around a Roomba with ears? <laughs> yeah. I like how we both noted that, though. It's like, why is this a thing?
0: No, it was kind of interesting because it was like, okay, is this like a weird platformer where they just all follow each other around? Because this is before they showed any of the combat, yeah, yeah. And, no, and then it was just like, why the fuck are, is everyone following around a Roomba?
1: Like it, it just that was just a thing, I guess. I like, guess the pointer. I don't know. I don't Either know. way. It, looks entertaining, marginally entertaining for me. Dan is pretty excited about it, so...
0: I like turn-based combat games. They're, like, tactical games are fun, because, like, Mario I mean... Mario doesn't interest me. Shadowrun Returns, definitely, and that whole franchise of games, definitely tactical games, so this could be really, Absolutely. really fun. I don't really care about Mario,
1: like... But you love the rabbits. I, I don't have any the, love for either of the one.
0: The rabbits make this game, and the fact that they let Ubisoft do a Mario game, and theoretically... Mm-hmm a quasi-core Mario game, even though it's a different genre. Like,
1: <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're loosening their grip on their first-party IPs, and I kind of like that. Yeah. It opens the door a little bit for for some more fun stuff that they could do.
0: And I mean, they've done a little bit of this for mobile, because, like, you know, the the Zelda Seasons and yeah. Wands, is the is and, that the other one? Yeah. And or, or done by a completely different studio than...
1: Has... Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages.
0: Yeah, that one, that one, that one. Um, yeah those were done by a company that was not nintendo like they were farmed um, out to
1: a third party metroid other m was done by team ninja yeah uh, but they they really kind of haven't really been interested in the franchise for a long time that's the whole thing is that if they don't have interest in the franchise they don't really care about it so they're yeah. gonna let other people shit on it <laughs> that was a terrible game and i'm yeah. not sorry although we'll get to those later but i'm really excited about a couple of other announcements that they had anyway any more to talk about for rabbits
0: no just that i actually want to play this
1: (laughs) it's it's the first
0: it's the first switch game that i've really just been like wow that looks like it's going to be a lot of fun i want to play it
1: let me put it this way if someone handed me a switch that had this game loaded i would play it but i'm not going to buy a switch like i I, that's it's just nothing has gotten me to the point where like i want to switch because if i want to play breath of the wild I got a Wii U right there. I can play that. Anyway, Uh, next up was a much bigger look at Assassin's Creed Origins. Meh. Yeah. I mean,
0: the trailer made the game look better than the one that we saw from Microsoft. Like, it looks more interesting, but it's an Assassin's Creed game set in Egypt. That's like literally, that's all you need to know. And apparently, there's some confusion in that the animal that he's beastmastering with is an eagle not yeah. a hawk or a falcon
1: yes i will say one thing there's a huge debate going on about this apparently yeah. the the guy who introduced it uh was was very very proud of this is the 10-year anniversary of assassin's creed and i'm yeah. thinking to myself i have such franchise fatigue that i'm thinking this is not an achievement to be proud of <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, I I,
1: guess it it, kind of is, because I don't think they released one last year. I think they took a year off. Um, Yeah, and and I get it. I'm not saying that they're bad games. I am so fucking tired of them. That's all.
0: Yeah. I mean, I get why they do them, because they make money, but...
1: Absolutely. And I I don't fault them for that. I'm just... No. Please stop. I don't want any more.
0: But... I mean, your mileage may vary. If you love Assassin's Creed, this is probably going to be a really cool game. If you love weird Egypt things, because how many games are set in ancient Egypt? Like that's that's kind of a cool setting. Like, yeah, I'm willing to check the game out for that eventually down the road because I'm not going to buy this game new. I'll Um, watch a (laughs)
1: playthrough. And like, I'm just curious. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll check out some gameplay videos. I'll watch it for the lore, but I'm not. I'm just not. I'm not going to play it. All right. Um. What's next up next game
0: was the crew 2 and i never played the crew this trailer was really weird because <laughs> my my impression of this trailer was like oh it's street racing in inception with cars and yeah
1: motorcycles but pla- pla- planes and, but and what boats. the fuck is going on <laughs> yeah.
0: it's like Actually, it, like it's a combination of Inception and Doctor Strange, where like the world's like all folding yeah. in on itself yeah. and doing all this weird stuff. and It is like I, I, sure, I guess that that's cool for a trailer I mean, or something.
1: I, I I can almost guarantee that if you played the Crew One and really enjoyed it, you probably went ecstatic over seeing this trailer because quite possibly. But it I never okay. played the Crew One. Exactly, I didn't either. So it was just it was just like, okay, this is and, a game. Moving on, and I'm not huge on racing games, so I'm not either. Yeah. yeah, so this will be out in early 2018. Sure. Uh, next one I think we're both pretty excited for. Uh, yeah. Still excited. South Park. Yeah, still stoked. Uh, South Park: The Fractured Butthole was uh, it, it was a short trailer. Yeah, there, there it was, was again
0: more of a story trailer. Um, Wendy's character was really funny. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember what her name was, but it was. It's one of those things that I don't want to spoil the name anyway. Like, so yeah, go watch yeah. the trailer. It's it's comical i will um, link it in the show notes. Allegedly, it'll be out on October 17th, but it was supposed to be out like October of last year, so yes. <laughs> that's why it's allegedly.
1: There, there was a lot of re, re, retooling they had to do, so I can understand why it came out a year later. Mm-hmm. Scratch that, why it's supposed to come out a year later. Yep. <laughs> we'll see. Um, they went on... Did they go on the vr tirade or is that or am i just just a a
0: single single vr game called transference and my only summary of this is that it's a vr game about things because they don't explain anything it's apparently got elijah wood attached to it in some degree like i don't know if he's an actor in the game i don't know if he's part of the design crew but yeah it's a
1: thing the impression i got is that it's a, a survival horror game about testing the limits of reality. sure that's that's what i got that's all i got they explained very little it seems like they're spo- they're messing with brain chemistry and that's really all i've got. basically there's very little information in the trailer just had elijah wood sitting front and center being his creepy faced self. yep. uh moving on to the next one it is a it is based on the ship combat of Assassin's Creed Black Flag. It's called Skull and Bones. It, it, it seems to be... Now, granted, this they only showed one game mode. There could be a lot more, but he called it... Well, they said...
0: There's a few things that they said. They said it had some cooperative elements in it, whether that means there's actual co-op play in a campaign. We don't yeah. know they showed off
1: a 5v5 pvp mode yes um that was that was all they showed off too like there was nothing else that they elaborated on
0: uh and my big hesitation for this game is like i hope it's more than just ship combat Mm -hmm. like is the ship combat in black flag was interesting it's actually kind of what killed the game for me eventually like i still haven't finished black flag because i got to a section where like i can't get any further in the story until i make a whole shit ton of upgrades to my ship and the only way to make those upgrades is to run around fighting on the ship and it's just like it gets boring after about five minutes yes um so yeah i hope there's more to it than just that like i hope there is a single player story i hope you can actually get off of the ships because in the five v five PVP mode, boarding parties are completely automated. Yes, but where in in Black Flag, it will, you actually went over and like assassinated the other crew.
1: Yeah, but that's that's where I feel like this falls off in comparison to Sea of Thieves because mm-hmm. Sea of Thieves is more than just ship combat. Yes, there is ship combat, but there's a ton more to do. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: I don't know uh it'll be out fall of 2018 or at least that's the slated delivery date we'll see if ubisoft pushes it back Basically. um <laughs> next up was just dance 2018 it's okay
0: someone who choreographed that and did the costuming for it played way too much mortal Kombat.
1: that is actually a dance crew that uh that do that they're the if you are an overwatch fan genji's dance is based on their dance style um i can't remember the name of the group but anyway uh Literally, there was a couple of people who come out and start singing, don't know who she is, No, neither of us cared. Someone recognizes her, pretty sure that they're happy she's there, but we were both <laughs> kind of like, okay, yeah. this is a thing that happened just now. Um, there's another game out there that I think we're both pretty interested in. Uh, yeah, this one is curious. Uh, yeah. it, it,
0: it's kind of coming out of nowhere. I think it's the only mobile
1: game they announced. And, and it's the only called game any of them announced.
0: Yeah, it's called South Park Phone Destroyer, and again, still it's got the trademark South Park sense of humor, but it looks like a collectible card game.
1: I actually got the impression that it was more based on the previous South Park, like it was I another would... RPG.
0: I would take a look at it because as you're watching it, you see like all of the stuff going on on the screen. But mm-hmm. down across the bottom of the screen, if you pay attention, there are little cards or looks like little cards. Totally um,
1: fair. I did not. But, but it's I, like watch the action.
0: It's like cowboys versus Indians versus robots versus like there's this huge list of different teams. So yeah. th- like theoretically, that's the different kind of decks you can build, yeah. uh, or whatever. But. I'm curious. I like collectible card games, so if it is a collectible card game, that's awesome. If it's an RPG, yeah. that's awesome. I love those too. I'm interested. It, it's coming in 2017. Yeah. For what? Again, whatever
1: that means. Um, yeah. Whatever. Um. This next one, I got kind of pissed off looking at. Yeah. <laughs> did you did you get the impression too that you're just they're just trying to sell us a fucking toy?
0: Well, yeah. Uh, it's essentially Skylanders for adults.
1: Yeah. Um, But but
0: you don't have to buy the toy because you can buy the parts virtually.
1: Can we just end the podcast now?
0: (laughs) No, because we have like three more things to talk to about this. So this one's called Starlink Battle for Atlas. um, And it is a sci-fi space shooter basically i I guess that's the best way to it looks a lot like everspace which is actually a really good game
1: um go play everspace instead of this please
0: yeah because everspace does not involve buying little collectible space figurines and building a spaceship out of these parts and when you uh, swap parts out on the little ship model it changes your ship in the game hence the skylander comparison um but yeah they you you can buy them virtually instead of physically too, and if you don't want to have all the toys lying around. I'm so mad. It's 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 just microtransactions. I know. Why why does this form of microtransaction upset you more than others?
1: I don't know, because it's just such a blatant and obvious cash grab, I think. And that just irritates me. Like I, <laughs> next up is Steve. Road to the Olympics. Uh, <laughs> You're gonna dodge the end of that question. I, I, I don't have an answer for you that's going to satisfy anybody.
0: <laughs> I don't know, Paul. Let I alone will, me. I think it will satisfy our fans to know why you despise this form of microtransactions. Like why? Why do you react so viscerally to this?
1: It is a blatant and obvious cash grab. I can tolerate microtransactions in, in. Mobile games. They've been there forever. I'm indoctrinated into them. Fine. Whatever. They're there. Good. Great. DLC? Fine. Good. Great. Blatant and obvious cash grab where you either buy a toy or buy the parts to a spaceship that you have to have in order to continue playing the fucking game. Pisses me off. Understandable. So
0: so you don't like Skylanders or the Legos or... Uh, Disney Infinity, you don't like any of that stuff? Like, that all equally pisses you off?
1: I've never played them, or does this just
0: kind of take the cake?
1: <laughs> I, I think this because I feel like you can play Skylanders without purchasing further items, like, you could play the full game without purchasing more. Am I wrong? If I'm wrong, you, please correct okay, me. Okay, you
0: can. So, the thing with Skylanders is there are certain parts of some levels that are only accessible by certain. Basically, elements, mm-hmm. and every figure has its own element. So there's like fire figures, water figures, so whatever. Like they, they're like Pokemon. Buy,
1: you could theoretically buy the five elements and right. be and be done. I think there's eight. <laughs> but the point is, you can yeah. purchase one of each element and be done. Yes, you don't theory. have to continue purchasing further. This game gives me the impression that you have to continue in order to continue and build a better ship. You've got to buy that fucking ship possible and i am 100 percent okay if i am wrong i will apologize i am fine with being wrong yeah. but at first blush that is what the implication is
0: theoretically and i mean it may just be for your starting ship but they did kind of give the impression that like if you pull something off of the wing and pop something else onto the wing it will change in the game so yes like in um, real time
1: so, funny I enough
0: i mean there, there are definitely going to be some people I think who enjoy it just because like hey it's finally it's not just like stupid Skylander toys or Disney characters like so it's a cool sci-fi game like
1: yeah and that that's if I'm wrong fine I'll play it <laughs> I'll probably enjoy it but just at first blush that just spiked my anger meter um, mm-hmm. you say that and when I bought this Wii U I bought it for a hundred bucks my buddy Joe didn't want it anymore he sold me the Wii U. And he gave a couple you a game of Skylanders figures? And an entire Skylanders play set because it was a Skylanders Collector's Edition Wii U. Nice. Yeah. Still have not played it.
0: And you I have the figures clutch. to play it.
1: I have the figures to play it. I have the entire collector set, including the thing you plug into the fucking Wii U. Haven't touched it. It just doesn't interest me. And I'm okay yeah. with that. It's it's, a... It was something that interested people. It's not interesting yeah. to me. And,
0: I mean, you just got it as like collateral damage with your Wii U. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he he just didn't fucking want the thing in his house anymore. Nice.
0: <laughs> was it was It happens. It happens. Yeah,
1: it absolutely does. All anyway, right. uh, now that I've that I've satisfied you and our listeners with my explanation, mm-hmm. next up was the steep road to the Olympics expansion. Um, I honestly didn't even realize steep was released. Yeah, <laughs> I, <laughs> I I had no fucking idea. I knew it was released,
0: but I I've jokingly wrote this is the first big expansion to steep the game that everyone forgot because it, it like closed. E3 last year, and like nothing. I'm sure people are playing it, but
1: I guess I don't. I've yet to meet somebody who's played this game.
0: So how about this, guys? If if you're listening and you've played Steep, and you want to come on the show and talk to us about it, yes, please (laughs) drop us a line because we we actually we're curious. Like we want to know what your experience has been and whether you see a lot of people in the game
1: and you know how is how you it even like? a thing anymore <laughs> 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 email us at podcast at loadedcartgaming.com uh t- tweet at us at, at loaded cart at chop the viking or at paul cluel at all any of those accounts just send us a line and i'm genuinely curious if anybody's fucking played this game <laughs> apparently enough people have played it to merit an expansion so yeah either that or stuff is just really delusional yeah but they're not as delusional as Bethesda who keep releasing Skyrim. Yeah. Again.
0: And again. Anyway, uh, what's next up? Next up was Far Cry Five, which was actually kind of funny in its presentation. Because one of the I'm... guys, one of the presenter on stage actually dropped an F bomb on stage, and like the crowd was like, oh. <gasps> Like they couldn't like, yeah, I know. I actually, said, which is hilarious.
1: It was so funny. He was like, "Yeah, sorry, I had to." <laughs> yeah, like he apologized and he shouldn't have. I don't think anyone was really scandalized; just surprised.
0: Yeah, there was a genuine shock though that he said it. Yeah. Um, there was some really funny stuff in the trailer that they showed. They showed a like a, a big gameplay trailer. And it showed it like it showed some of the NPCs that are surrounding you. And it's like this guy, guns for hire, this guy, bombs for hire. And then it shows like this dog it, like biting someone in the ass or something. And it says fangs for hire. And it was just and, then, that, and that part cracked me up.
1: Yeah. Then it said co-op, friends for hire. And you had a fucking um like monster Mac truck. truck. <laughs> it's <was laughs> a monster truck driving in. It was really good. I'm I'm honestly genuinely hyped for this. You are yeah. not saving some far off land. You're not saving Africa in Far Cry Two. You're not going to India in Far Cry. Far Cry Four. You're here in Montana taking yeah. down a cult. I'm stoked.
0: Yeah, it look, it looks interesting. I mean, I'm I'm curious. It, it's definitely piqued my interest. I still need to play Far Cry Primal because that one also looked really cool and I'm waiting for it to go on sale it still it hasn't is... dropped below my magic threshold so I have not picked
1: it up yet you might want to reconsider it why? has been an extreme disappointment to people oh. like anyone who's played it has been very disappointed so just food yeah. for thought
0: H- but, hence why it has to get below my magic threshold <laughs> yeah
1: but this one is is the really intriguing in my opinion because the entire game is co-op They've never done that. Yeah. You could have co op missions in Far Cry 4. In Far Cry 3, you had co op missions. In Far Cry 2, there was partial co op. And mm-hmm. Far Cry 5 is the first one where you can play back to front the entire campaign co op. Yeah. This is going to be great.
0: If Paul loves
1: his co op. I do very much. Okay. Did you play the first one of this series?
0: I did not but i not again either. have never heard anything but good things about the yeah, series me too. and this announcement came completely out of nowhere and is kind of bullshit in a weird way because like literally the game's designer and creator said it would not be at E3 <laughs> yeah like up. a couple of days before E3 was like sorry guys like look it's not going to be there don't get your hopes up yeah and then um Fucking Beyond Good and Evil too.
1: What what I what I liked about this is that Michel Ansel came out, and he was clearly very emotional about this. He's the designer and creator of Beyond Good and Evil, and it has been over a decade since Beyond mm-hmm. Good and Evil came out. It's like fifteen out, years, I think. Yeah, yeah, just about. He he said just about, if I remember correctly. He came out and just very emotional, thanking Eves for giving him the opportunity to make this game. Super, just yeah. In fact, I have in my notes fifteen years um and then there's the so the, the trailer shows you it shows a, a monkey coming up to a very large pig who is eating um uh, what do you call those uh he's eating japanese food put it that way um and the exchange happens all kinds of weird shit goes on as the monkey flies through the roof and is picked up by a black woman driving a thing i don't know what the hell it was but it was just a like a, a Flying thing, thing. yeah. <laughs> I can't think of an adjective that describes it appropriately enough. They're dodging the cops, flying through the fl- flying through the sky. They get into their super big spaceship uh, br- after bringing back the item that the monkey tried to, came back to try to retrieve, and then they fly off with uh, the close up of a captain. And Beyond Good and Evil two comes up on the screen. Uh, apparently it is not a not technically a sequel it's a prequel prior to the events of the first beyond good and evil Uh, yeah and then you can sign up for the space monkey program
0: yeah so they had a thing that they were talking about that there's there's something called the space monkey program which is like i guess not really volunteering for beta but kind of like getting on board in their fan club and getting all the updates stuff um forget what it actually says I, I, we're going to include a link to it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Apparently, that link is dead. Um, is <laughs> oh, that's a shame. Um, well, there's a, there's another one here. So it says, uh, "Space monkeys crash test with the team," is what it's. They're kind of billing it as. Um, so yeah, it's basically helping to to test test things and be kind of the first to know stuff so if you are interested in the game and you want to know more this is where you would uh would yeah, we'll, up, include we'll a... definitely include a link to it in the show notes
1: yep along with all the trailers that we had in this uh rundown that was the last of ubisoft stuff and i gotta say while it was very formulaic i wasn't super disappointed with what they had to offer like nothing about it was just like i want this to be over you know Yep. Yeah. That they had some good offerings it was not a um it, it wasn't a disappointment i think the only thing that i really was like eh was on uh steep uh, assassin's creed Origin, assassin's creed origins just dance and uh okay now i, I guess i'm gonna eat my words because there's quite a bit in there that i didn't give a shit about uh and um the racing game i can't even remember the name crew Two. Crew that two. Was it. yep uh, but they Finished off with the two best ones of their show, in my opinion, Far Cry Five and Beyond Good and Evil Two. Yep, they they finished strong. They, finished they strong. did. They opened strong
0: and they finished strong. They everything else in the middle. It was, was okay at best. I mean, Skull and Bones is promising, depending on how they handle some things.
1: Yeah. It was it was okay at best, and um, the rest of the mm-hmm. show. But they they definitely finished strong.
0: Like, um, I will say for this thing for Skull and Bones, like their ship physics of like the cannonballs like tearing up ships and stuff oh, looks yeah. amazing like the game is beautiful. That stuff looks awesome but yeah, the game is beautiful it, it needs it to be like more a, than just should... ship combat for me
1: <laughs> bingo. bingo uh because i could go play sid Meier's pirates and probably have a much better experience yeah um possibly i love that game so i would uh anyway best in show for me was far cry 5 hands down
0: yeah i can see that what was best in best in show for ubisoft for me who's still the mario plus rabbits
1: kingdom totally battle understandable. I, know, I know you're that came it
0: Rabbids. came out of nowhere like there had been rumors for a little while of like there's gonna be a mario and Rabbids mashup and people were like what no, no. pass just shut up i don't even want to hear it like just go away we don't need that mashup screw <laughs> you guys no and like they show this game off and it's like
1: uh, yes, please. Okay. Yeah, okay. Give me? <laughs> yeah, because people were very lukewarm on the idea of it, like you said. And I'm, and I'm being kind when I say lukewarm. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden this debuts and I've seen nothing but praise and warm tidings for this game. Oh, yeah. And while I'm not super excited about it, I would not say no to playing it.
0: Yeah. I, again, it, like I said, it's it's the first game that has made me say like, I am probably going to need to pick up a switch because <laughs> I want to play this. That's fair. And you probably won't hear me picking it up until like Christmas because that's probably how long it's going to take to get one at $2.99 I fucking one, MSRP. Yeah.
1: Uh, if, I, if I find one, you want me to pick you one up?
0: <laughs> I don't know if I need it that badly. <laughs> it's still only one game. It's the only one.
1: I mean, you'd probably play Breath of the Wild if we were given to you.
0: Yes, I would play Breath. Breath of the Wild is the only other game I'm interested in. Um, but it's
1: not like, you, that's that's your deal breaker for hey, I yeah. gotta have this. I
0: I also would play Stardew Valley for it because that seems really awesome. But Stardew I don't Valley's think
1: I don't think that's out yet either. Yeah, but you can pick it up for cheap on PC. So. Yeah,
0: well, I have it for PC, but yeah. I would I would play it on the Switch because you know I
1: could sit on my couch and play it.
0: That's fair. Anything else? No, I think
1: I think we're good on Ubisoft. Um, yeah, I, I think I was good on Ubisoft before we started. But <laughs> <laughs> nice.
0: So we uh, only have that. a couple left. Like we're we're closing in on it. Um, we got Sony and Nintendo. Yep. So
1: I've already they... watched Sony's presser. I haven't seen Nintendo's, but we'll see. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well. So we'll we'll talk to you tomorrow, guys, about yep. Sony, and then the day after that about Nintendo. And We'll then wrap it up <laughs> a, about a week after that with some uh, some talk about just e three in general. yeah, and what we we'll thought do, we'll, do
1: the, we'll do our usual retrospective. We'll do we'll um, do a top
0: ten, probably.
1: That's actually what what I was going to suggest if we do a top ten of a show or maybe a top eight depending on how many we actually enjoyed yeah. <laughs> all right. You guys know how to contact us. podcastloadcartgaming dot com is our email. Dan runs chop at uh, chop the Viking and uh, the loaded card account, and I run my own account at Paul Clue. Uh, that's really it. We'll be back for Sony and Nintendo. Have a great night.